we're here with another episode of Conversations and Connections. We're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the prevention coordinator for the agency, taking the show on the road today all the way to San Augustine, where we're at the Family Crisis Center San Augustine office. And uh, with me on the podcast day is Lizette Mendoza. She is our San Augustine area legal advocate and uh, Thank you, Lizette, for uh, you're such a good sport for uh, letting me drive all the way over here to bring my stuff to do this. Yes, thank you so much, Stuart, for having me and <laughs> sure. for coming all the way out here. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I guess, first of all, and, you know, probably, you know, a few weeks ago, I had uh, Noah, who was our who is our legal advocate in in Nacogdoches, and I guess you kind of do the same thing in this area, but I still want uh, to kind of describe exactly what what are your duties? When we talk about a legal advocate, what exactly are we talking about here? Of course. And usually Noah and I have similar jobs and tasks. As legal advocates, we're here to support the victims and survivors in any way that we can, all the way from divorces and custody orders. And usually we're helping them collect any type of supporting documents, such as um, birth certificates, if there's any children involved, marriage certificates, any deeds to any important property or assets. And then we submit it to legal aid to then review their cases to see if they'll pick it up um, at completely free of cost to our survivors. Um, And then we also help them with protection orders, emergency protection orders, collecting further supporting information, um, collecting screenshots of harassment, of phone calls, threats, uh, and even police reports. So we're collecting them and submitting them over to the county attorney's office. But m- more so here in a community like St. Augustine and Shelby and Sabine, which is the three counties that I serve, okay. um, I'm the only person out here. And in Nacogdoches and in Lufkin, we have you know our intake specialist who takes care specifically of any incoming clients you know, open them up, do paperwork with them, consent forms, and go over the contract. Since I'm the only one out here, I'm having to do quite a few different tasks. So really, you are kind of doing more than just the legal advocate Mm -hmm. side of this. You're doing intakes and Mm -hmm. and, and everything then. Yes, that's correct. So whenever I get a hotline call or if they refer a call to me, I'll um, see what their schedule is like, try to see um, when we can meet up, and what I like to do is I like to get as much information as I can to see if what exactly they're needing help with. If it's food stamps, if it's housing, mm-hmm. protection order, or custody. That way, whenever they come in, I have all the applications ready for them. Or if I can email them and they can print them out at their job or somewhere, they can have most of it completed. That way, whenever they do come and meet with me, they don't have to come Um, to various appointments because it is a pretty long way if they're living in shelby or sabine county it's about a 30 mile um ride drive that they have to um to make so what my goal is for them to have to leave work or have to take their kids out of school early to meet with me so i want to prevent that because you know it can be strain um, it can cause a strain on them sure sure Mm -hmm. I don't know if this would be the case or not, but being in such a rural area, are there, you know, you kind of compared what you do compared to what maybe like Nacogdoches or, mm-hmm. or, or Lufkin would do. Uh, are there are there any unique needs for someone like you in a in a in rural East Texas, or 
do you face, I guess, maybe unique situations that maybe someone in a larger town or city wouldn't deal with? Of course. And we definitely do run into, you know, whenever you're just thinking about uh, people who have been through such trauma like abuse, you already have you already have anticipated certain barriers. But then when you consider them in a rural community, you know, you have to consider what are the concepts in rural communities. And, you know, there's increase of poverty in rural rural towns, uh-huh. um, uh, increase in higher drug use and mental health, mental health needs, while a lower rates of you know workforce lower rates of resources out here so whenever you combine all these things it just creates greater barriers to survivors trying to leave a domestic violence situation so my role here is not only to connect them with the resources necessary but also educating them on what their rights are and you know what other resources are out here in the area and not only, you know, just the community or the survivors themselves, but also other law enforcement agencies, because rural communities face greater um, barriers as far as, you know, if it's law enforcement trying to get grants to hire new personnel or um, victim service coordinators to assist victims of mm-hmm. um assault situations like domestic violence or sexual assault you know they're competing with greater bigger towns and of course you know with um, bigger work opportunities in a bigger town like dallas most of those grants are going to go over there whereas small communities like ours in san augustine shelby and sabine we may have more limited resources so maybe an officer is not available at middle of the night when a domestic violence call comes in and they're having to wait till our office opens at eight or they can't come to our safe house. So it just creates a greater increase of barriers. So to have a presence here in St. Augustine, I feel like it's connecting them and giving them some hope that um, that help is out there. Okay. So what's a typical day-to-day um or I guess what is your typical day mm-hmm. consists of here? Yeah, and you know, a typical day for me, it's usually I'm either following up with clients. Uh, it's a lot of text messaging, lots of calls back and forth from one another. Okay. Them following up on if I need more information from them, asking me to follow up with the district attorney's office to see how the criminal case is going um, or following up with county attorney's office to see if they qualify for a protection order. Um, it's a lot of calls, making calls to different organizations and different partners um, that we that will help us meet our end goal. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Um, let's kind of talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, your your experience in, in this job it's, itself. Um, what is it that really you like most about what you're doing? Whenever I think about my job, it's not something that I dread coming to work. I, I love my job. I've always wanted to help people and the thing that I would say I love the most is being able to go out into my community and, you know, surrounding counties and talking to them about what our services are and who qualifies for services. Something I always hear is, you know, I've lived here for 20 plus years and I've never heard about your agency. This is wonderful. Yeah. I'm so glad that y'all are here and helping us. So it's always very rewarding to hear that from the community 
And then nonetheless, to see the faces of our survivors whenever they've left a court hearing and, you know, it's good news to have a divorce finally in place, to have custody orders in place. It's a very rewarding experience overall. Is it, do you find it pretty easy to work with county and city officials, like the DA's office, the the sheriff's office, police, or whoever else you need to Mm -hmm. have contact with and, and, and work with? Um, For the most part, I would say that whenever, you know, I'm requesting documents or needing help with certain situations, I've had pretty good support from most of our agencies, um, you know, with the county attorney's office, especially in Sabine County. um, The county attorney's office has always been very great at working with us. Whenever they realize that um, Family Crisis Center is involved, they are very helpful with us and they connect us with whatever resource we may be needing. So for example, if I'm having to go out to Sabine and meet with someone, they help me coordinate a private room to where it's confidential enough. And, you know, considering the transportation can be an issue. Um, And then as far as other law enforcement, you know, they've also been really great at um, meeting us with whatever need we may have. We have our sexual assault response teams in Sabine and in St. Augustine, and we've gotten great support from from law enforcement and the district attorney's office as well. Okay, great. Um, so what is your background? You know, I mean, I know Lizette, the, the, uh, the family crisis center person, but uh, um, where are you from? Where, where did you go to school? So I actually graduated from St. Augustine High School in 2016. I then went on to study social work in Stephen F. Austin State University, and I actually stuck through the program and <laughs> and got my master's okay, so in you it do as have, well. So you do have your master's? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. yes, I do. I think it's really interesting and pretty kind of kind of neat that you're from St. Augustine and you're serving this area. I think mm-hmm. that really kind of makes you, uh, uh, maybe people will feel more comfortable working with you, you know, mm-hmm. that you're a, a St. Augustine native, you know, that you're, you're one of the <laughs> citizens here, let's say. Yes. And I, I feel like having grown up in St. Augustine, I've, I'm familiar with a few, um, local, local people such as the mayor. I've, I knew him growing up as well. So it has opened some doors and created greater partnerships mm-hmm. with certain agencies. Sure. But then at the same time, you know, I know it could be a cause of worry for someone who is local and maybe wanting services, but they may think, oh, well, I know her confidentiality may be an issue. But I, that's one thing that our agency does um, is very protective about is that confidentiality for our survivors and making sure that they're safe. Yeah. What made you decide to even pursue this social work, Mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, Growing up in in a rural community like this, what is it about the social work field that you were attracted to? Well, growing up, I always wanted to help people. Um, I wanted to make a difference in other people's lives and I was a first-generation college student. Um, I was the first person in my college to go to college, and my parents um, immigrated from Mexico. So I was the first one at doing a lot of things, and applying for college was very hard on me because I had to ask a lot of questions. I didn't know exactly what resources were out there. So that's kind of the path that I wanted to go, is maybe be like a um, 
maybe like a school, a social worker, connecting okay. them with whatever resource. But I just realized that I wanted more hands-on um, experience. And I heard whenever I was in my bachelor's, um, in my undergraduate, there was other classmates who had interned at the Family Crisis Center. Mm -hmm. And I learned, you know, about how traumatic domestic violence and abuse can be and the need for someone to be trauma-focused and all the different array of services and needs that they may be having and i knew that that was something that i wanted to do yeah all right well is that that was uh pretty quick and uh quick and painless right yeah <laughs> and then in all fairness lizette was not nervous or, or or anything you know sometimes when we do these people really get uh kind of tensed up about this but no i really do appreciate you me appreciate you letting me uh come out here and interrupt your day and, and taking a little bit of time out to do this yes thank you so much Stuart. all right lizette mendoza again she is our san augustine legal advocate talking a little bit about her jobs and responsibilities as a legal advocate amongst other things here for the family crisis center and if you feel like you need our services if you feel like you need the family crisis center for uh, if you're a survivor of any type of relationship violence situation, we do have a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week hotline. That number is 1-800-828-7233. And be sure to subscribe to Conversations and Connections. You can subscribe via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and pretty much any podcast service of your choice. Remember, always be the voice, if not for you, for someone else. Mm -hmm.